Previously, the cosmos is in disarray. When Dr. Stephen Strange called a meeting of the wielders of the Infinity Stones, they discovered that an enemy named Requiem had murdered Thanos, and were shocked to discover that Requiem is none other than Gamora. Gamora used all six Infinity Stones to fold the universe in half, trapping everyone in a warped world where nothing is as it once was. Trickster god Loki, working from inside the Soul Stone, assembled a team perfectly suited to stop Gamora. Soon, Loki stole all of the stones, shocker, and escaped to the Quarry of Creation, where he seeks answers about the nature of the cosmos. Now, heroes from across dimensions, from within and without the new warped world, will have to band together to bring justice, and to put the universe right. Welcome back to Resurrections and Adam Warlock and Thanos Podcast. I'm your host, Al Sedano. And with me once again for our final Infinity Wars episode is my brother Joe. What's going on, Joe? Hey, man. <laughs> I thought you were going to smoke after the episode, not before. <laughs> Just say no. <laughs> yeah, that's right, kids. Just say no. Leave more for us. But we are here. It's one more time for Infinity Wars. This is our final episode. I just want to apologize to everyone in advance. When doing the editing of this segment, it looks like there was a problem with my pop filter. And while I did get rid of most of it, there might still be some in there. So my apologies. It sounds like whatever the problem was is gone because when doing the editing for Fallen Guardian and the Infinity Issues, I don't remember hearing anything like that. So... Hopefully it's just this segment for issue six. Again, my apologies. Hopefully it's not too bad. And now we're up to Infinity Wars number six, which is the sixth and final issue, but not the last issue of this whole crossover. Because there are two more issues, even though they're not numbered. Because Marvel wants your money. And you will give it to them. Just want to mention that now, because we're going to, Look at this now and see how this feels as an end, and then after we look after we get to the other two, we'll look at them and see if we thought they were needed or not. You know, what, was it actually worth being issues seven and eight, basically, or should they have stopped at six? Maybe you don't have to read six. I mean, seven, and we can tell you. Say, say that again. Maybe they don't have to read seven. Yeah, well, I mean, it's not seven technically. It's called Fallen Guardian. Oh, Fallen Guardian. Well, when we get there, maybe they don't have to read it. Yeah, we'll tell them. All right, let me drop that synopsis in here real quick. The Infinity Stones. Soul. Powered by the user's mastery of reality, can preserve the soul to allow for life after death. Currently held by Loki. Mind. Powered by the user's mastery of soul, can grant telepathy or intelligence. Currently held by Loki. Power. Powered by the user's mastery of mind, can make a person more physically powerful, 
currently held by Loki. Space. Powered by the user's mastery of power, can allow teleportation through space. Currently held by Loki. Time. Powered by the user's mastery of space, can allow a person to travel through time. Currently held by Loki. Reality. Powered by the user's mastery of time, can allow a person access to the multiverse. Currently held by Loki. On their own, the stones provide great power, but when combined, they form a circuit, a positive feedback loop, granting the user infinite power. Infinity Wars number 6. Writer, Jerry Duggan. Artist, Mike Diodato Jr. Colors, Frank Martin. Letters by VCs, Corey Pettit. Editors, Annalise Bissa and Jordan D. White. Cover art by Mike Diodato Jr. and Rain Barardo. Variant covers, there's one by Javier Garan and Israel Silva. Another one by Mark Brooks. And an FF Villains variant cover by Jen Bartel. Cover dated February 2019. On sale date December 19th, 2018, with a cover price of $5.99. You can find this reprinted in the Infinity Wars trade paperback from 2019 and digitally on Comixology and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Loki confronts the Celestials and is directed to a mirrored surface to see his future. He laughs and, disenchanted, returns to the quarry of creation. He uses the power from his set of Infinity Stones to render the duplicates inert and then hands the real ones over to his former team, and leaves a flower to go back to Omnipotent City, deducing that it was the actions of his future self, who tried to change the past to prevent him from breaching out of the universe. In Warp World, Pete reunites the Guardians of the Galaxy. Loki's team returns to Warp World, and Hulk uses the Space Stone to create a black hole to destroy Devandra. Adam Warlock uses the Soul Gen to return the Guardians of Normalcy, and we find that Arthur Douglas has been merged with himself because he possesses two souls, one for his human self and one for the Destroyer. Warlock directs the stone wielders to bring back the regular universe while keeping Warp World intact in a facet of the Soul Gem per the wishes of Soldier Supreme. The heroes start to run out of time, so Arthur and Drax decide to sacrifice themselves, staying in Warp World to hold open a portal so that Warlock and the other heroes can return safely home. Once they are home, Warlock teleports Gamora somewhere that can set her on a path to redemption, and she finds herself taking a younger and amnesiatic Magus under her care. Adam then decides to give each Infinity Stone their own soul, giving them the ability to dictate their own destiny. All the stones leave, including the Soul Gem, much to Warlock's surprise, since he expected it to remain by his side. In Warp World, Arthur Douglas is now living a happy life with his wife Yvette, and the heroes that banded together to fight Devandra officially join forces to become the Defenders. Meanwhile, Adam Warlock ponders on the final fate of the Infinity Stones, expressing that he feels like a piece of himself is missing. And away we go. Alright, so we started off with Loki and that above universe. If you remember from last issue, he used the Infinity Stones to go find the people who are manipulating his life. Mm-hmm. The reason why, for instance... Uh, those pages that he was looking for in the book in the early in the series were ripped out, and he sees who's responsible. The uh, Celestials. No, they point Cox. him to they, oh. they point him to look at something, and he looks, and he sees his own reflection. Oh. Oh, so he's responsible. <laughs> he is responsible for it, but because yeah, that's the first thing is to realize Loki's the one responsible. So he sees he's the one responsible, and he laughs hysterically at it. 
and he heads back to where he was before the core of creation, where the where you know Hulk and Kang and Ms. Marvel and White White Queen are. And as they can see, all the all the stones they have are destroyed. Mm-hmm. And Loki comes back with the stones he has. Because he's like, you know what, there are too many stones, so I use these to get rid of those. And then he confuses them all by giving them the stones. Like, no, I don't want them. Here, take them. Yeah, he's done. He's like, I'm done with this. But it's what he says next. I've been thinking about my recent run of bad luck from Logan's miraculous intervention that prevented me from acquiring the space stone to the pages I needed that were ripped out from your tomes. I think I've been here before, and I tried to change the past to prevent myself from breaching out of this universe. So Loki's the one screwing with Loki. Oh, for like the better, like, is he doing it for the, the, you know, the better of uh, the universe? Probably the betterment of himself. He's like, you know what? It, this is a, it's like, this is a dead end. This is not going to be well. Let's just, just stop doing this now. Yeah, but of course, he, of course he forgets the fact that when he sees these things gone, he's like, I must look into it further. It's kind of like if you had, like hide a box of cookies from yourself, but then you forget you did that and you want the cookies. And you don't know where they are. Yeah. Exactly. It's something he outsmarted himself. Yeah. Like it, it was good that he did it, but now he wishes he didn't do it because he wants those cookies. Yeah. See, I like the Loki now. This anti-hero, or I don't know if he's an anti-hero because I don't know if he counts as that, but he's a... Not really full, not evil Loki. He's a, he's actually is a god of mischief. He's not a god of evil anymore. So I yeah. like this because like he'll it's like, hey, look, I live here, too. I don't want the universe destroyed. But, you know, he's not above screwing with people or having fun. He's not necessarily he's in between somewhere in between the spectrums of uh, good and bad. Yeah, but I like that part. Can we skip to the part where you try to trick us? <laughs> Like, no tricks. So that was the opening. So anything else, anything you're thinking about, questions you have about this whole opening sequence otherwise? No, you ex- you explained it because I was lost. I didn't know what he was looking at. I didn't get any of that. No, that's <laughs> I, just okay. that he, I just thought he was disappointed and he was done. Yeah, I did it the first time I read it either. I have, it, Rereading this and looking it over for the show makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Because I'm like, okay. Oh, okay, that's what happened. So now we jump back into Soul World for the fight with against uh, Devandra. The giant spider creature. I hope you can't hear that. The alarm? Yeah, okay. It's off now. (laughs) Go on. I'm sorry. So we have all the warped characters and Adam Warlock and Gamora fighting it. Sorry. Well, Gamora's not fighting it. Gamora's just being a pain still. And she's fighting Soldier Supreme. And I like it. She's like, I have these stones and I can do anything. You are nothing to... (laughs) Crap. (laughs) As the stones all turn to dirt. Does she only? Does she have all the stones at this point, and they're just only showing three, or, or does she only have three? I think she only had three. So she has the, she's orange, green, and yellow. What are those? Those are, soul, time, and mind. Soul, time, and mind. Okay. But now they're nothing. Soldier Supreme is able to take her out. And Sorry? I mean, see, now, now, now she doesn't have the stones. Soldier Supreme can take her out. Yeah. Oh. And I mean, 
he really yeah, tries to take does. her. Yeah. Punches her right into the spider's mouth. Almost. Looks like he breaks almost. It looks like he broke her neck when he hits her with that shield. Oh, right yeah. Right before. Yeah. Like, look exactly. at her neck. Yeah, she's just kind of like, oh, you mean the page before she's he's holding on to her by the shirt? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. they just have her, it's kind of like, she's just being very loose, like, almost unconscious. Yeah. But you're right, it does almost look like he, her, she's broken. But yeah, she's saved at the last minute by, da-da-da, Groot. Groot. And Arthur Douglas. Who has a saxophone still. And this is the point where all the uh, actual people show up, not the word people. With the with the stones that actually work, and so look, we have the same problem from before: is that they want to end this and split everyone back, but the people who are you know the new people who were created are like, we don't want to die. Yeah, like we're not saying you can't fix things, but we'd like to not die. Yeah, I guess that means they die, right? Because you're yeah. becoming, and when they come together, they become a a new right. person. Yeah, it's not like Soldier Supreme remembers being Doctor Strange in Captain America. You know, he just remembers this life. Yeah, I guess I wouldn't like that either. Yeah. And somebody said, you know, you're actually two people. We're going to split you up now. Like, Wait a second. Yeah. Yeah. And it's <laughs> not going like to get two jobs. <laughs> it's not even like one of those things where, like, you know, he realizes he's a fake thing where, like, he, I only remember, like, the last week. I don't remember my past, you know. It's like, no, I remember my past. I remember, grow, you know, like they all remember growing up and having a life and friends and doing things. Yeah. So Warlock's trying to figure that out. But first, they got to defeat Giant Spider-Woman. And that's up to the Hulk. Yeah, he takes care of that pretty easily. Yeah. Punches her with the Soul Stone, making a black hole in her chest in Devondra's chest. I don't really see... Now, does it get sucked up? I don't see that. I see the hole, and then they all kind of just walk away, like, you know, done and done. But... Well, it's happening as they're talking. While they're doing everything else, that's happening. It's being sucked in, because it's a black hole. Yeah. Okay, but they don't show it, though, right? I see... Not I yet, see it. Go on. That's why, actually, as you keep going through, the, look at look at the pages with them. Look at the background. As you see the pages in the background... You see dirt and everything and wind flying around more and more. Let me go back. Oh, oh, that's what it is. Okay. Yeah, that's why that is. It's not, they're not trying to make exciting lines. It's that's the black hole sucking everything in. Cool. And here's my favorite line of the of the, of the issue. After Hulk does that, physics is the strongest one there is. Where did you say that? Oh, right there, yeah. Oh, that's funny. That was great. He's like, all right, problem solved. What's the next issue to deal with? It's like, Hulk doesn't care. It's like, yeah, you shut up and die. I'm on the next problem now. That would be like the Indiana Jones versus the sword man. The, the sword man uh, yeah. theme. Yeah, more or less. Almost. If it's a if it took the guy like ten minutes to die, yeah, but he's done. You know, they all, nobody's looking like is he dead. They're all, they all, <laughs> they all turn away like they know he's dying. Yeah, it's like all right, this is problem solved. Let's move on to the next thing. You know, how to get ourselves home and fix everybody. 
And we we see where Groot. Now I don't know was Groot and Rocket merge or was Groot hiding Rocket because Rocket's inside of him. Yeah, I do not know. I didn't even see that until just until just now. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm just gonna leave it. Rockets inside Groot, whatever. They must not have been merged. No, I don't know. I really, yeah, I have no that idea. That part I don't get, but. Quick editor's note here. I was wrong when I said that Groot and Rocket were merged. Now, Rocket was inside Groot. I don't know how that works with the merging, but it was Groot and Peter Quill, Star-Lord, that were merged together. That's why the character's name in Warp World was called Pete, for Peter. It's pretty friggin' obvious when you look at it. So, why the hell did I not see that? I don't know. Warlock has a plan, so they are going to... Like he said, we're going to drag all the souls from our world out of the gem and back into our universe. But we're going to copy them. And leave the warps intact. Okay. If that makes sense to you. They're going to take all the souls from the, which are the, are the, from the, from the, um, all the souls from Soul World. Yeah. Which are the warp people. The warp people. So they're going to copy them. Uh huh. And leave the copies. Leave so the therefore, copies. so therefore, all the people in Soul World get to stay. Oh, okay. But now, since they have a copy, they have two of them, they can take the other one and split it back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Why not? <laughs> well, they're using all the gems, so they can do that. Yeah. Yeah, okay. No, that makes sense. It makes sense, because they were, they were all there before, you know. I mean, yeah. I got it. I do get it. So, that's the plan. They're going to copy everybody. Leave one, co- leave the copy of the War People, and split the originals up, to, so that way everyone gets to live. And as we see, at least somewhat works because we see that copy of Warp, the Warped World now, and it still has Soldier Supreme and Iron Hammer, and Spider uh, Arachnite. Yeah. And of course, they're doing the typical thing of we're going to make sure no one remembers this because it will screw up, it will screw everyone's heads. That way, don't they never have to talk about it? <laughs> yes. Although I, I like the Miss Marvel and White Queen thing, Miss Marvel's like, let them have their own lives. You'll never be an ex woman with that attitude. <laughs> yeah, well, White Queen's awesome. Yeah, she's so much fun. I liked her with Cyclops so much better than Jean. Oh, she was great with Cyclops. Her, she, she was so much fun. Yeah. But, of course, the problem is the portals, they need two portals, and there's one of them. So the souls of Drax and Arthur Douglas actually rip the portals apart so they can save both universes. But... How are they able to do that? Uh, right out. I mean, as long as I'm not the only one who doesn't know. Yeah. But, you know, I can go past that. Cool, they did it. <laughs> What do you mean? You just grab it and pull. What's what's so hard? I get it. Yeah. Well, maybe it's a soul thing because I mean they are they are copying souls and using it to send souls, and they are in the soul gem. Makes sense to me. That's the best I can think of. I don't know. Yeah, that makes sense. Either that or I don't know. 
Comics. <laughs> yeah, comics. But either way, so they do it. And as Adam says, it's done. Our universe has been restored and the warp world is safe in another facet of the soul gem. So, yay! Yay. Except they need both Arthur and Drax to hold the portals open so they can get out. Which is why you never offer to help. Exactly. You wait till somebody else goes to help. You go, and as soon as they step, you go, ah, oh, never mind. Okay. Uh, I was you gonna, got, I really you got there first. All right. 30 seconds too late. I would help you pull the universe apart, the, the thing apart, but I have a cramp. And yes. you got you beat me to it. Give me a minute. <laughs> What's that commercial? The guy wants to pay. Got these little alligator arms. I can't pay. <laughs> oh yeah. Can't reach my wallet. Sorry. I can't reach. I'm sorry. Ugh, these tiny arms. <laughs> so, Max and Arthur stay behind, but everyone else escapes through the Soul Gem into the into the real universe. I, I must say, as much as like there are some things like you said about like uh, how do they do that and pull that apart, it's like. I don't know. I will say this for the writer, at least. They do get some good lines between characters. Like, as they're flying out of the Soul Gem with Moondragon and Phyla, that's two universes we've seen die in as many days. Don't things happen in threes? You're hard to love sometimes. That's funny. It's true, though. But, so, they escape. And are back on Earth. And of course we solve the problem. The fact that now we have all these infinity gems here. And people are angry at Gamora. And they're trying to figure out what to do. And then Kang's like well I'll take care of the gems. He's so helpful. I mean nobody else offered. So Adam. Does something new. What'd you think of this? He gave the gems their own soul. Yeah. He gave the gems their own souls so they can deter instead of having them just be things for people to fight over, let them determine what they want to do and where they want to go. Some of it like I don't know how that works with mind, but like with time and space, um, because those are I mean those are like uh, I'm probably gonna have the right, wrong words for this, but there's you know uh, it's like physics, you know. There's rules for time and space. Yeah. So I kind of looked at like I kind of looked at it as like well, letting it not letting a, a soul take it, but like letting the rules of time and space take over. So maybe like that's the source of time and space, but it can't just or but or can it just do whatever it wants and it's like a little person in there? Yeah, I think it's a, it's more like that. It's like a soul. Since it has its own soul now, I'm kind of thinking of them as like a kind of a me version of like eternity. Like if death. eternity was divided up or something like that. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So, so they have their own souls now, so they can do whatever they want. Mm, I wonder if we're gonna see like 
the power the power uh soul will be a good one and time soul will be no that doesn't make sense never mind well, anyway they, I, I guess they could do some cool stuff with it though that's coming up soon don't worry cool all right Eddie sends Gamora away to where somewhere hopefully she can do some good. Now, I was confused because the one person was like, well, this, that wasn't the Gamora. This is the Gamora that killed everybody, right? And started well, remember, all this. Remember, though, Phyla and Moondragon were from another universe. Mm-hmm. Okay. So they're angry at a different Gamora. The Gamora from their universe call, you know, is the one that they're, they're, they're mad at, not our Gamora. Oh, yeah. But this, but this one's too well, right? this one, this, yeah this one screwed up too but it did not not to the extent of theirs they're not angry at it for the same reason either way she's because remember their universe was destroyed by their gamora yeah not our gamora not the 616 gamora so while yes she screwed up and yes there should be mad they have reason to be mad at her they can't blame her for that she didn't do that it's not surprising peter's not mad didn't she kill him yeah but he got better I guess, you know what, though? Like, I'm looking at it. It's true. You are right. Because I'm looking at it in, like, our universe where if somebody kills you, you die and you stay dead. Like, in our universe, nobody has come back to life. Maybe Jesus. Who knows? (laughs) But usually people stay dead. Uh, Yeah. But in their universe, it's like, well, you came back 10 minutes later. I mean, stop complaining. (laughs) Wine, wine, wine. I mean, who hasn't died? <laughs> it's a rite of passage here. Let's not bicker and argue about who killed who. I've been dead. Professor De- X has been dead five times. <laughs> yeah. So, no all right. I get it. That I get. Plus, remember, he's in love with her. Yeah. Uh, in that universe... In those rules, I still get it. In this, yeah. in this one, I can kind of, you know, see where I, I still would think he'd be upset. But well, no, he in, wouldn't be. Why? Because he'd be dead. Yeah, yeah, or like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He he wouldn't be upset. He'd be nothing in this universe because he'd be dead. He'd be he dead. wouldn't care anymore. Yeah. <laughs> he couldn't be happy or sad about it. <laughs> it's like, Pete, what do you say, Peter? Peter. <laughs> As he has a magazine on him, he's still laying there, huh? That way, what? That I guess he doesn't care. You that, smell, Peter. I heard him say, "Let her go." I heard him say, "Let her go." <laughs> I said, "We let her go." See, that's what he said. But yeah, so that's what happened. So Adam, okay. Adam lets the gems go away. And I like I like this, and I'm like, but I'm sure the soul gem will stay with me. Hey, where'd you go? Yeah, he's kind of an asshole, isn't he? He's like, well, I guess still get to keep the soul gem. And the soul gem's like, deuces, see ya. Good for him. Good for the soul gem. I'm sure they'll be back together. Yeah, and so everyone heads off on their own, and we get a little look inside that in soul world, inside the uh, that warped world. Where at least the soul of Arthur Douglas is home. He made it back to his he made it back there apparently. So he gets he has to be married still. And it looks like they're forming it looks like the superheroes were forming a team called the Defenders. We got Iron Hammer, Soldier Supreme, and Weapon Hex. Those are the ones we can see at least. Mm-hmm. 
And then, well, of course, we see where Gamora got sent to. Well, I mean, we don't know where it is, but it's somewhere. Oh, I just assumed it was a soul gem. I don't know why. I, I don't know where it is, so who knows? Or Mars. I don't know. But it's a desert area. Cool. And there's a cocoon. And there's a little purple kid in there. The Magus. Oh, yeah. So apparently, she's there to take care of him. So I guess the Magus is getting a new shot, new shot as well. Has he been around at all? Past few years? I don't remember. At least not before this. Okay. And that's it. Oh, and here's the other part I said about Loki. So we ended that on the potent city again. Remember if that so we got Loki and uh, Flora, the, the library god. It's not Omnipotus. Omnip I don't know how to pronounce it, so that's the closest I'm gonna Omnipotence. get. Omnipotence. Omnipotent City. Yeah, let's go with that. But this is the other thing I said about how about remember we said about it's Loki doing everything? Because yeah. this is what she's writing. The end for now. That about sums it up. But I'll leave a few pages in the back in case some of the time travel elements of the story have yet to present themselves. So that's probably the Loki stuff. She's like, there's some time travel stuff here that we haven't seen yet, so oh. or we haven't done yet. So I'll leave that in some space in the back in case we need to get to that eventually. So they're going to show that? I don't know if they have or will or... Or if it's just one of the things, like, yeah, don't worry about it. You know, it happened. You don't have to see every se- every second. We know it happened, so it's a, that's all counts. Yeah, but Loki's the best character, so show me the good stuff. <laughs> no, we might. There'll be more stuff with Loki soon. Don't worry. And basically, that's the end. And next up is the Fallen Guardian one-shot. But, so, before we get to that, all right, so what do you think of this as an ending so far? Do you think this is enough an ending? Do you think you need more, or do you think you're good? If this is the end of the story. Well, I mean, well, at the end, I show uh, Adam Warlock, like, all uh, pining. For the soul gem, yeah. Yeah, he makes the eight, and then they they end it like that. I mean, it seems like an ending. Like, it seems like they sewed it all up. I mean, yeah, they can... I I, I see where, like... I can see where they they have more to do, but there's always more to do. Like there's nothing always, ends. No, nothing ever ends. So you, but this is as much of a is this as much of an ending as they could have. Yeah, it didn't seem very uh, suspenseful. Not that it's bad or good. I'm just saying it just seemed more like it seemed more like they were having. Uh, it was more like a um, a business meeting where they're all just sitting around, be like, all right, so what do we do? Okay, let's do it. All right, it's done. All right, the end. <laughs> okay. But you think it's a good, you think this is a good ending at least? Like they could end it here. Yeah. Why not? Ending. Yeah, it's over. Yeah. Hey, I mean, all the major plot threads are wrapped up. Uh, the universe is back to normal. Yeah. The the warp universe is still around, so therefore Marvel can do if they Marvel wants to sell more stories with it, they can. Hmm. And it's a. Uh, I mean, it does something that crossovers should do, probably. Everybody, go on, I'm sorry. I was going to say, something crossovers should do, besides ending whatever thing, it, whatever issue is. Like, crossovers should have, I've heard, there's a couple of theories on crossovers, or these big events. And one thing I've taken from it is that maybe, like, what a good crossover should do is should wrap up something, but also start new stuff. 
So like stuff can continue like new. It's like, okay, it's a new beginning for this stuff, you know, set things on a new path. So, I mean, we've kind of wrapped up that whole issue with the soul with the monster inside of soul world. You know, that's done with now. Every new beginning is some other beginning's end. Exactly. So that's over with. And they've kind of, but they've changed the soul gems now. So now they have their own souls. We got Gamora off, you know, oh, and also for the ending part, Drax is dead. Those are the endings. But here at the beginnings is like, you know, we have the soul gems with their own souls. And uh, Gamora is off with taking care of little kid Magus. Drax so, is dead? Yeah. I thought he was stuck in that. No, that's just Arthur. Remember, there was two of them there. Remember, Drax and Arthur? I, I thought they just weren't showing what happened to Drax. We'll find that out later. Oh, okay. That's one thing that happened to the other ones. But remember, they, they said they even say in here, we always were two souls. Yeah. So Arthur so that's Drax, that he was somewhere else. Yeah. Well, but yeah, but as far as we know, Drax is gone. Okay. Cool. I hope they bring him back. Stupid. I don't accept the smart tracks. <laughs> I want the dumb one. Oh, back in the day? Yeah. Jelly bean! Jelly bean, come on. <laughs> All right. So that was number six. And then soon enough, we're, and so now we're going to get to Fallen Guardian and I- Infinity. And after that, we'll see if we think that adds to the story or not. Or if maybe they should have been called something different. Phone Guardian or Foam Guardian? Fallen. F A L L E N. Oh, God. Because Drax was a member of the Guardians of the Galaxy and he's fallen. He's dead. Oh, okay, cool. So Fallen Guardian is the next one. Yep. Got it. everyone michael bailey here with a brand spanking new trailer for from crisis to crisis i'm here too i i, I know you're here jeff i just wanted to make that clear it, it it's it's clear jeff this good anyway 10 years ago we began our quest to cover just about every post-crisis on infinite earth's superman comic going from man of steel number one in 1986 all the way to adventures of superman number 649 in 2006 now it's 2020 and we're heading into the superman books with the cover date of 1996 which means we're about halfway through our mandate Which was only supposed to take five years. Anyway, 1996 is going to be a huge year for the show. And we're going to have a lot of great stuff to talk about. Like Lois and Clark breaking their engagement. I'm not sure I would call that great, but yes, it does indeed happen. Then, the real return of Lex Luthor, an old flame of Clark's, reveals that she's not dead. Lois leaves Metropolis. Something bad happens to Perry White. Clark gets a promotion. And then there's Final Night. And we're going to end the year with a wedding and a honeymoon. Plus, we're still covering the Superman family books. So, so happy that we won't be dealing with Titans or Outsiders anymore. And we got a new Supergirl title, a new Justice League title, and even a Superboy team book involving a rave. Yeah, because, 
you know, raves and stuff. I'll be sure to bring my pacifier and my glow sticks. From Crisis to Crisis is part of the Fortress of Baileytude podcasting network located at www.fortressofbaileytude.com. You can find all of the back episodes of the series at that site, plus the other shows on the network. From Crisis to Crisis is also available through Apple Podcasts app, the Google Play Store, and you can stream us on Spotify. Okay, so we're almost done with Infinity Wars here. We got two issues left. So right now, it is time for the penultimate issue in Infinity Wars. Infinity Wars Fallen Guardian. Which we already know who the Fallen Guardian is now. Yes. Yes, we do. Question. Poor old, poor old drops. What's your, what's your question? What does penultimate mean? It is last. It is the next to last in a series of things. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So it's the next to the last one of whatever it is, whatever order you're doing things in. So there's last... But before last, there's penultimate. Yes. So, like, as of now, The Last Jedi is the penultimate Star Wars movie. You know, it's the next to the last one. Got it. And that's what this one is, because we have one more after this. But that's it for Infinity Wars. So this is the penultimate issue. Okay. Yes. Infinity Wars Fallen Guardian. Writer, Jerry Duggan. Artist, Andy McDonald. Colors, Chris O'Halloran. Letters, VCs, Corey Pettit. Editors, Annalise Bissa and Jordan D. White. Cover art by R.B. Silva and Gru-EFX. Variant covers, one by Chip Zdarsky, one by Jeff DeCall, and a Fantastic Four villains variant cover by Marco DeJuverick. Cover dated February 2019. On sale date December 19th, 2018 with a cover price of $4.99. You can find this reprinted in the Infinity Wars trade paperback from 2019 and digitally on Comixology and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Many years ago, young Thanos has an argument with his father, Mentor, and leaves Titan. The scene then moves to Earth, where we see Arthur Douglas and his band playing in Las Vegas. During the long drive home with his wife and daughter, they see Thanos' ship and, not wanting to be seen, Thanos destroys their car. Mentor shows up after Thanos has left and offers Arthur a second chance. Kronos, who's basically a god to the Titans, takes Arthur's daughter Heather. Her gift will be her mind, and Arthur's will be the body. His wife Yvette, unfortunately, was too far gone for anything to be done for her. But Arthur and Heather will be reborn as Drax the Destroyer and Moondragon. Drax then spends the next several years hunting down Thanos and basically destroying things, as well as dying once or twice. We then see a moment between Adam Warlock and the souls of Arthur and Drax that took place unseen at the end of Infinity Wars number 6. Adam is offering to try and use the Soul Stone to enter Soul World once everyone else is safe and try and get them back, but they tell him no. It's Arthur's chance to go home. We then go to an alien planet where Adam, Star-Lord, and Groot are camping for the night. Adam is telling the other Guardians why Drax is not coming back. It looks like Arthur has his happy ending, and perhaps... So does the soul of the Destroyer. We start off with a kind of a flashback to young Thanos. I kind of want to call him Emo Thanos. Let me see him. 
Yeah, you think he looks emo? He looks all scrawny and stuff. He is definitely small. Yeah. What's on his dad's cloak? It looks like a phone. It's like, like a, a it's a clasp. You gotta have something to hold your cape up. Oh yeah. Don't you remember Lord of the Rings? They got like those little those leaf those like golden leaf things. No. But I believe you. They did. But yeah, it's Thanos off on his own. Because it kind of starts off with the origin of Drax. Yeah. Or re- a bit of a redone origin. But. Because initially. It's good. I never seen it. I never really seen it, the origin of it. So it was yeah. good for me. Yeah. Well, because when his origin was told before, it was told in two parts. At one point, you get the origin of Drax kind of giving you his origin. And then at another point, they give you the origin of Moondragon. And they don't explicitly show the other person in the origins. So, like, if you read both, you go, oh, it's the same origin. But when they but first came out, both. but when they first came out, they kind of did them separately. So you didn't. So, like, if you only read one or the other, you didn't realize they were related. Got it. Here, obviously, they're putting it all together. Oh, and I like how he's dressed when he's playing the sax. Because in the original origin, because remember, it came out in the 70s. So in the original origin, it's kind of implied that he's playing with Elvis. Oh. And so that's why they have him dressed kind of like Elvis. In that big splash page where he's playing the saxophone. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I missed. I didn't see that. Yeah. That's why they they kind of dress him like Elvis. Oh, they're all dressed like Elvis. Yeah. But I don't get it. Then that page he is, but the next page, they're not. Oh. Because he's he, not playing with Elvis, though. So. Oh, obviously not anymore, because Elvis would have yeah. been dead by this point. Yeah. Oh, you, you're talking about not when he's leaving, but he, well, when he's standing there putting his, uh, you know, they're doing their bows. Yeah. Um. Well, it's one or two things you can think of. Either the artist screwed it up already and forgot. Or it's kind of implying like set changes, you know, costume changes. You know what I mean? Like they do, you know, maybe played like two or three sets. So in between sets, they changed. Maybe it was just that one thing was, I don't know, because I feel like it's like a, a homage to the Elvis thing. But then they right away, they say, OK, but we're not famous, you know, or rich. Yeah, but we, we can fill be, a room. Yeah, but they would they would be making some decent money if they were playing with Elvis. Yeah, well. But remember, here he's not playing with Elvis anymore. Yeah. In the original, he was. But the original came out in the seventies, which means you know when Elvis was still alive. Yeah. You know, so even if they said it took, especially if they said it took place ten years ago, let's say he definitely was alive. Here, you know, it's twenty nine, it's twenty eighteen. This came out. There's no way he played with Elvis. You know, unless he was unless he was Drax for like fifty years. Elvis impersonator. I'm just saying that's just why they had him dressed. That's why they did that full page splash like that, just to uh, just to homage the original story. Cool. But yeah, this is more or less what happened. Thanos was basically joyriding or investigating or whatever, surveying Earth, and decided to be you know when they saw when his, he was spotted by them, he decided to be a jerk like Thanos does, and instead of just flying away and leaving people to go, oh, he saw a UFO, and everyone else go, you're crazy, that's nice, he kills them. Oh, because he didn't want them to. He didn't, he didn't want, want witnesses. Yeah, yeah, he didn't want witnesses to know that he was there. Oh, okay. 
All right, well, that makes more sense. Yeah. So he kills them and leaves. Although I do like it a little better than the original where he just kind of blasts them with his ship and flies away. Because here we, he lands in the car and then he walks off like almost like a like a traditional supervillain, like laughing. Yeah. Like the, It's like the Wrecker. That's something the Wrecker would do from the Wrecking Crew. Like they're missing the word balloon with him laughing, going, ha, ha, ha. And you like this better? No, no, I like the other way better. Where yeah, just, I like the other way better. That's more just kinda, like Thanos. Yeah, he just pressed, you know, he just blasts him from his ship and flies away. Yeah. This is kind of like, like I said, this one's more like the Wrecker's behavior. It's like, okay, that's a little weird. Yeah. It's easier just to press a button. Yeah. But yeah, so Mentor follows with with Cronus and basically gives Arthur Douglas a choice. You know, a choice. He's like, we can, we're going to create something that's going to fight Thanos, but we need a soul to guide it. And will you be that soul? And then they also take the daughter off because she's not dead yet. To uh, she's going to be trained on Titan to become Moon Dragon. Why is she bald? Because Drax is bald. No, she's um. I'm assuming the reason she's bald is because she's trained by like a group of like monks, basically. Oh, she's raised on like she's raised on Titan in like this alien alien monastery. So kind of going with the whole monk thing, you know? They shave their heads. Yeah, she's kind of like she's kind of like raised to be like an alien version of like you know the guy from Kung Fu. Oh, okay. Well, here's the other thing, remember, Moondragon is, and I love Moondragon, but she's incredibly egotistical. I mean, if you read her first appearance, she is, like, basically she says, like, I'm the most beautiful thing you've ever seen. Oh, so she doesn't care. She doesn't give a damn. She's like, I'm the hottest thing in this room. She's probably like, that's probably why she doesn't even, keeps her head shaved. She's like, if I grew my hair out, forget it. You'd all just die from, like, you know, passion looking at me. I'm doing this for your protection. But anyway, so that's Moon Dragon, and so now we get you know we have the origin of Drax, and now we have a nice little montage showing all you know his life, a bunch of montages of Drax fighting people, killing. Things. Oh wait, wait, I had a question about that. Let's sure, because they were referencing something that I had no idea. What? What? All right, so who's the guy that he's um here? This guy. Can you see? Yeah. Who's that? That I don't know. Okay, I don't remember. Right. Just some alien he fought, probably. You it's know, hard like, even. What's he stabbing him with? Just oh, his knives. Oh, he has knives. Well, because remember, once Drax, the new modern version of Drax, wants the tattoos. He has not. He's not as remember. He's not as strong as or as powerful as he as he was before. Uh-huh. But he's a better fighter, and he does have those. He carries two knives. Cool. Because remember, you got the three versions of Drax. You got the original one, who was pretty damn powerful and intelligent. And then you got our dumber Drax, who was like Hulk-level strong, but really dumb. And then you got the modern Drax, who is not as strong as either one of those. Probably stronger than the Drax on the movies, but, you know, not that much stronger. Like, maybe... Like, maybe Spider-Man strength, maybe less. Oh, really? So, I mean, that's still strong, but, like, compared to Thanos, compared to Thanos, that's not that strong. No, not at all. And not, uh, nowhere near as strong as he used to be. Yeah. Yeah. 
Because I mean, uh, do you know that who these are? What the all the guys? The next panel. Oh, they're like, all dead. All, yeah, he's all upset. Like, what do I do? I might have something. That I have no idea. For some reason, I think that might have something to do with the annihilation story, which is where he'd be, you know, turned into the Drax that we know we have now. Oh, okay. Not sure. I mean, obviously, the other ones are Thanos, and he's fighting Requiem, aka Gamora. Yeah. And two of the Raptors. Okay. And a scroll. But that's it. So it's kind of just him going, go, you know, it's almost like his life flashing before his eyes, basically. Yeah. You know, he's getting bits and pieces. You know, he got his or he got his became, became Drax, you know, montage of his life, dying once or twice. Like and everybody. Then, and then the more recent stuff. Because remember, he was created to destroy Thanos. That was Drax's whole purpose, destroying Thanos. And so now he's like, well, maybe I guess, hey, Thanos is dead. You know, he's, he's headless. And then we kind of get a uh, a sort of version of what happened to them at the end of Infinity Wars when they died. Remember, they held that portal open? Like the two halves of the soul, the Drax half and the Arthur half. They held yeah. the portal open for everyone else to get out. So it's kind of like him saying goodbye to Adam Warlock at the end of that. And then basically we jump we jump now out of Drax's to what happened after Infinity War 6. With uh, Star-Lord and Groot and uh, Adam Warlock having an alien campfire. Yeah, this is funny what Groot said. <laughs> oh, yeah. Groot doesn't like campfires. Groot wonders if you both can't cling together for warmth rather than burn wood. <laughs> what terrible friends they are. That's <laughs> true. We're not going to do that. We're going to burn your friends right in front of you. <laughs> That's like the way I feel whenever I watch like a Donald Duck holiday special and it's like they're having turkey. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's turkey. <laughs> or ducktails or whatever. And this is what Uncle Scrooge does to those who can't pay. Yeah. <laughs> well, turkey, not duck, but it's the same thing like saying, well, but but you're made of oak. This is birch. It's okay, Groot. This is birch. You know, it's like different trees, but, you know, they're still trees. Yeah. Different birds, but they're still birds. Yeah, you're right. They are birds. Yeah, they're all going to okay. look the same. You know what? If you killed Donald and plucked him and made him ready for dinner, he would more or less, you know, and you put it to turkey. It's like, yeah, maybe you can tell the difference between them specifically, but you're still just like, yeah, they look pretty much the same. Nah, duck tastes good, man. Well, no, duck, duck tastes, tastes good. Yeah. But yeah, I'm just saying, duck. like, yeah. it, I'm not talking about tasting. I'm just saying looking at them being cooked. You know, it's like, yeah, whatever. It's just, it's the same thing. It's a bird. Different size and shape, but, you know, it's a bird. Now I want duck. What planet are they on? Uh, we don't know. Just some alien one. Cool. I mean, I'm assuming it's alien because look at how those things are growing in the background. Oh, yeah. It's definitely alien. Yeah. But yeah, because Peter's asking him if he can, there's some way to get, you know, bring, you know, save Drax still. And Adam's like, well, he kind of felt like his fight was over. He was ready to rest now. And it's like, even if I wanted to, I can't because remember, Adam let, this, let all, this, all the gems go free. And the yeah. solo gem said, screw you, I'm out. Yeah. So he doesn't even he doesn't even know where it is. So they're both out. Yeah. Well, I mean, they're both in the gem still. 
Yeah. And now we kind of got to look. This is a whole look inside inside his life in the gym. So Arthur gets his life in the gym. And now his wife's pregnant. So they're going to have a, a daughter. But I like how even though he has his life back, so to speak, you know, he's play, you know, he gets to play his music. He's selling houses by day. Which is pretty realistic. You know, most people who even if they are able to make some money doing music, the majority of people are not. Not going to pay the bills. Yeah. Or at least it's going to pay. It's a it's a side job. Yeah. You know, it's going to pay some bills or give you a little bit of extra money. But, yeah, you have to have a regular job still. Now, and that's fine. That's nothing wrong with that. Not everyone gets to, you know, not everyone gets to be, in a, you know, world famous. Yeah. You know, not everyone is going to be. I don't even know who's. I want to say Guns N' Roses, but I was like. <laughs> yeah, they are world famous. They still yeah. make good, And they're back together again. They yeah. make a lot not of everyone. money. Yeah. No, no but like a lot of people, my like at least two people at my job are in bands. Yeah, my friend Matt is. Yeah. Yeah, Matt's in a band. Yeah, he plays all the time. Yeah. You know, they still play. They get gigs. It's just you know he's not living off of it. But you know, not everyone, not everyone's gonna be Prince. Yeah. A lot of people just write their own, you know, still write songs and play music and get to do it, for, you know, and get paid for it still. Yeah, just not that much. Yeah. But I like how he's having dreams about his past life. Yeah. Uh, my favorite he doesn't remember it, or does he not remember? It's kind of like a subconscious thing, you know? He doesn't remember that that happened to him. He just thinks he's still... He just remembers himself as Arthur Douglas, but he has weird dreams. But I like the dream. It's the Thanos copter. Yeah, that's funny. <laughs> that's great. With the name Thanos written on the side. Yeah, I love so that. You don't, you don't realize. So you know. Yeah. And then his wife gets, he finds out his wife is pregnant. So it's a happy ending. So like he said, he forgot all about his daughter. I mean, like, all right. So, I mean, I guess he didn't forget about his daughter. He's but, having his daughter now. He's going to get her. But it's not really but, her because she's still out in the real world, right? Uh, yeah, she's in the world. Yeah. Yeah, because she was still there at the end of Infinity Wars. So she's alive. So that's how it ends. Basically, it was saying that Drax gets, you know, that um, Arthur Douglas is kind of getting his, uh, it's kind of like in he- you know, like his paradise. You know, he's getting happiness. You know, yeah. He has a good, he has a good life. He's, you know, he's married. He's happy. He has a decent enough job, and he gets to do his music. And now he's gonna have a kid. Yeah. But of course, Groot's like, well, what about the Soul of the Destroyer? And he's like, well, that's in the Soul Gem too. Hopefully, it's finding its happiness. And we see it did because the Destroyer just gets to beat the crap out of things. He's basically in like Val Valhalla. Yeah, yeah. He's just beating the crap out of Kree and Skrull and Brood and Raptors. Yeah. Which answers the question I had at the last issue, which is what happened to Drax. Yep. And now we know. Now we know. And so that's the end of this. So not really important for the story. It's almost like a eulogy for Drax. Yeah. Eulogy, a recap of everything, like yeah, Drax's origin and what what happened. Yeah, like just yeah, it's good though. You don't need it, but if you're if you like Drax and you want to see the story, yeah, yeah, I, I would say that's good. Like it's not the most important thing. Like if they had stopped Infinity Wars with six, it would have been fine. Yeah, but this was nice. This at least was pretty well done. It's a nice little tribute to the character. 
Yeah, if you don't want to read it, you just want to know. Well, it just shows his origin again, and it shows that uh, Arthur is back to being with his wife and playing music, and Drax is in Valhalla. Yeah, I mean, fighting everybody. Yeah, yeah, in the Soul World. Yeah, in his Valhalla. I mean, yeah, yeah. It was a fun, it was a fun story. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, if you're if you like Drax, look for it. If you don't really care, you can skip it. Yeah, we'll allow it. Yep. All right, well, that was a nice little way to almost end. Yeah. We got that one more. That was a nice, a nice, what do we call it again? Penultimate. Penultimate yes. issue. Yep. There is one more to come now, which will be Infinity Wars Infinity. Need a podcast talking about weird stuff? Well, then we've got just the thing for you. Into the Weird, a podcast chronicling the madness and magnificence of the mighty Marvel Bronze Age of comics, featuring the voice talents of Mr. Billy Delicious. Hola. Mr. Herman Hellstrom Lowe. Hey there. And straight from the long box of darkness, his infernal majesty, Dormammu. How are you? And many more. But wait a minute. You might be thinking, aren't all comics infused with a grain of weirdness? I mean, Reed Richards can stretch every single part of his body, right? And why did Ultron design the vision with working genitalia? Well, you would be correct. But Into the Weird isn't just any regular comic book show, folks. We focus on the really bizarre. Here are a few examples. A sword and sorcery barbarian grown spontaneously from a jar of peanut butter. A duck running for president of the United States. Benjamin Franklin playing hide the sausage with Doctor Strange's girlfriend, Clea. A giant-sized man-thing lamenting the death of a clown. A serial killer obsessed with killing only fools dressed as cavalier with laser guns after witnessing a priest fornicating. And so much more. So if you like the wonderful weirdness of the Bronze Age from 1970 to 1985, and characters such as Ghost Rider, Morbius, The Defenders, Man-Thing, Son of Satan, Skull the Slayer, Kill Raven, Howard the Duck, and the weird granddaddy of them all, Dr. Stephen Strange, then this is the show for you. ITWs on iTunes, Stitcher, Podbean, and TuneIn. Hit subscribe and join us for a comic-filled jaunt into the weird. And we are going to be covering the Infinity Wars Infinity <clears throat> issue. Because they got to figure out how to extend this six-issue series and get as many issues out as possible. We're going to do a Prime issue, we're going to do a bunch of spin-off miniseries, we're going to do the Fallen Guardians, and we're going to do Infinity. We're going to put the word in twice in the title. I'm surprised they don't have an Infinity Plus One issue as well. All right, give us a moment, people. Let's drop you into a synopsis so you have a clue what's going on, and then we'll be right back. Infinity Wars Infinity. Writer, Jerry Duggan. Artist, Mark Bagley. Inker. Andrew Hennessy, Colors, Guru EFX, Letters, VCs, Corey Pettit, Editors, Annalise Bissa and Jordan D. White, Cover Art, Mike Diodato Jr. and Ray Barardo, Cover Dated March 2019, On Sale Date January 2nd, 2019, with a cover price of $3.99. You can find this issue reprinted 
like all the others, in the Infinity Wars trade paperback from 2019, and digitally on Comixology and Marvel Digital Comics Unlimited. Texas State Penitentiary, Huntsville. Hector Batista is a prisoner there on death row, though he claims he is innocent. Tomorrow is supposed to be his last day on Earth. Out in space, Moondragon and Phyla are attacked by a squad of raptors who want to know who has the Infinity Gems. The raptors didn't stand a chance. But their leader, Talonor, is able to determine that one stone is still on Earth. Speaking of that one stone, the Time Stone, after leaving Adam Warlock at the end of Infinity Wars number 6, it flew to the prison and crashed through the roof and, unknown to him, embedded itself inside of Hector. Hearing the commotion, the guards run in, and Hector unknowingly pauses time. He is able to do it again later on. At the end of his last meal, when the guards won't give him time to clean up after eating, he uses it to wipe his hands on the guard's shirt. Hector is able to use that power one more time and uses it as his chance to escape, getting all the way to the warden's office before time starts again. But now, he is able to somewhat control it. He escapes from the prison and steals a news van, getting away. Far, far, far away. Loki is annoying Flawa in the Vault of Tomes, until she throws him out. He is then met by a very old, phoenix-powered wolverine, who is using Thor's goat-drawn chariot. He and Loki have a universe to save. To be continued in Wolverine Infinity Watch. Alright, Infinity Joe, so let's start the cover. Which is Adam Warlock looking like his balloon is flying away from him. That's a good uh, description. As the Infinity Stones and Gem float away. And say, bye, Adam. Tell me again real quick. Do you remember what they are? Which ones are which? No, but I do have something up here I can look at real quick. I know the the smooth ball orange one is the soul gem. The purple one is the power stone. Okay, so the I green the one. the green one is the time, time. stone, right? Because yeah. it rhymes with lime. That's um, why I did it. Time yes. and lime. It's a lime color. Well, we know three. We need the other three. The red, yellow, and blue. Hmm. The red is the reality one, I think. Pretty sure red is reality. What are the other two? Space. I say blue is space. I'm going to say blue is space. Yeah, and, and then there's one other one. What's the last one? Space, time, soul, reality, mind, and power. Mind. Yellow is mind. That's, that's okay. my guess. That's my guess. I think you're right. All right. Well, if you can't find it, just go by that. <laughs> I'm sure I'm right. I'm usually not wrong. Oh, that's the cinematic universe. You know, the only thing, I'm looking at the Marvel Wiki thing because I had it up before, and it gives you a picture showing the different original stones and the what, which one is, but it's the original version, not the new one. So Update it's your Wiki, bastards. Yeah. Is it part of the Marvel? This is like an official Marvel Wiki thing, right? I think so. Oh, that's wrong. Expect more. Yeah, it doesn't tell us, but we're guessing. Okay, anyway. Right, well, that's it. So there's that. Now, so the issue starts probably where you did not expect it to. It does. It does, and I don't know this character. Brand new. Okay, good. Then I know him as much as I should. Yes. So his name is Hector. Something like Batista, but I don't think yeah. it's Batista. B-A-U-T-I-S-T-A. I don't think that's how you spell Batista. 
the wrestler? Well, that's the only Batista I know. I was making sure I was right. Yeah. B-A-T-I-S-T-A. Oh, wait. No, sorry. Sorry, I'm wrong. B oh. Oh yeah, Drax. Duh. This is Drax. Well, no, that no, but that's I forgot. That's who. That's who's playing Drax. Dave Bautista. Yeah. No, his no. It's spelled the same way. B a u t i s t a. Oh, okay. So that looked weird. All right. Spelled the same way. All right, Bautista. So Hector Bautista, who is a prisoner in the Texas State Penitentiary, and we find out. He is due to be executed the next day. Yeah. You know, he apparently is in prison for killing people. Although, as he says later on, he claims he didn't do it. They all claim they didn't do it. Well, that's true. That's what we learned from every movie that takes place in prison. Everyone says they're innocent. Yeah. Lawyer screwed me. So, well, we'll find out eventually. Because So we just meet Hector. And then, so anything about that part for it so far? That first few pages with Hector in prison? No, but it it uh, it starts off well. That's the only thing about the story in general. It starts off well, like it captured it captured my attention right away. Sometimes yeah, I'm reading and I'm not paying attention because I'm bored, yeah. <laughs> and I'm halfway through and I have no idea what happened. Well, then that's a problem with the story if they're not capturing your attention. Yeah, exactly. You have to need you need to write it for people with ADD. And so this yes, one got you. You're like, well, what's going me. on here? What's this? Why are we in prison? Yeah, I like it. I like, and I think is it the art different? No, it's it's same. Yes. Got it. No, different artist. Mark Bagley is drawing this one. I like it. Yeah. Mark Bagley had a long run on Spider-Man. On doing Amazing Spider-Man. He is one of the co-creators of the book, The New Warriors. When did he do that long run on Spider-Man? Early 90s. Cool. And then he did New Warriors, if you remember that book, when it first came out. Night Thrasher, Nova, Speedball, Namorita, Firestar. I mean, I know of the, I know. I didn't read it though. But he was a co-creator of it, and cool. also, you know, if you know the book Ultimate Spider-Man, yeah, he was the artist on pretty much every issue of like the 120 issues it was out. Did he from kill the first Spider-Man? One. I think so. He was the one that decided to kill him. No, it was probably Bendis's. That was Bendis probably. Oh. but he was All the right. artist. He was cool. the artist of Spider-Man, so that's what he's known for, among other things. But yeah, he's a good artist. I like his work. Actually, funny, real quick, how he got his start, Marvel put out a little book called the Marvel Tryout Book that you could buy, were able to buy in the late 80s, which was like a way to like let yourself try it at home and say they had like to like, you know, tell me like this is what you want to do to write a script or draw or ink or color or letter. And they even had a little contest that if you sent if you did your submission for whatever one you like to do by a certain date and sent it in the winner of each one, you know, writing, penciling, inking, etc., they would let them do like a one-shot comic. Oh, cool! And not only did he win, but obviously he's popular enough that he's been working since. He actually got hired. Like I don't know if the other people got hired to you know regularly work in comics, but he's been working in comics since then. That's on awesome. Some pretty, that stuff always works out. Or at least somebody. Well, like, I mean, it works out a lot when you hear like there's been a competition and they won and they continue to do like it's always something in Philadelphia and now uh, they got true. started. Yeah, that's right. But yeah, so anyway, so the next section is the Moon Dragon and Phyla part as they're attacked, they're, they're attacked by the raptors. Yes. 
And they do not. That does not have the reaction that the Raptors were hoping for. No, They're, they were hoping for fear and terror. The Raptors instead they get ooh fun. Although they accomplished their mission, that's true. But it doesn't go well for any of them. No, but it does go well for the uh, Talonar. Yeah, but I I mean, he's got regret- so many more of them. He doesn't give a shit. Yeah. But yeah, so yeah, they kick their asses. Yeah. And the one guy gets back and tells Talonar that basically there is a new secret Infinity Watch. I mean, very secret. No one even knows who's in it. Not even the people in it. Because all they know is, I mean, what really happened, remember, is that Adam let the soul ge- the, all the Infinity Gems go off on their own. So it's like, yeah, I guess there's an Infinity Watch. It could just be the stones themselves, or it could be people. We don't know. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we do know if we look at the back of the comic. <laughs> oh, we'll get there. But I'm just saying, as yeah. at this yeah, point, yeah, from now to this point, yeah, yeah. As at this point, all we know is that Adam Warlock sent all the gems or stones. We're going to call them out, just out on their own, and we don't know what happened to them since. So there might be an Infinity Watch. Talnar is remind me, he's the brother. He's Nova's brother. Nova's brother. Okay, he's Nova's little brother. And what happened to him? <laughs> Issue that we read. It was in that Darkhawk miniseries, Infinity yeah. Countdown Darkhawk, where they basically, he was one of the Raptors, and they kind of mixed him with that Starhawk power, so he went a little crazy, and he's now mm. their leader. Oh, okay. Yeah, he's a leader of them. But I like this. Did you notice this, by the way? On that one page now. So he's tracking all of the all of the gems that, that left Earth. And he, so he, he says, five streaks of light, the color of the stones leaving Earth. It appears at least one stone remains. So we know one stone is still on Earth. On that last panel, did you see what's happening in the background? Oh, he's oh the guy that he said, "Oh, you did a good job. Don't worry." Uh, he sent him. She shot him out. He is shot it that him guy? out of space. What a dick. That's funny. It is him, right? That's not yeah. an arm. Yeah, yeah, yeah he's missing an arm. <laughs> that's funny. I did not notice that. He's such a jerk. He's such a little prick. I love him. I love it. The fact I love hating him. Like, I don't like him. I hate him. But it's not a like, oh, God, this character is annoying. It's like, oh, my God, he's such a prick. I love re- I love this stuff. Yeah. So, wait, wait real quick. I'm sorry. He is he still uh, connected to. That, that Starhawk power. I don't, yeah. think he has that, I don't think he has that extra power now, but he's still their leader. Got it. Okay. And he still probably has whatever power they have. You know, the Raptors have. God. And glasses. Sunglasses. Yes, he does. He has the cool sunglasses. He looks like he should be working with David Caruso. Who's David Caruso? The guy from used to be on LMPD Blue who left, and now he's like, he was on CSI Miami. He would, you know, it says, looks like a case of, you know. Oh, yeah. Sunglasses. Yeah. <laughs> I was trying to think of a good pun to go with, you know, you know, explosive decompression, but I couldn't. So now we jump, we jump back to that part where the stones were flying out from Earth, where an outer warlock sends them out. Yeah, that, and we can see what ha- we can see, like what that part that Talonar saw. We see the lights all fly off, and then one of them, the green one, lands in Hector's cell. And if you yes. notice. Hector's chest, he doesn't notice it, but he knows his chest is glowing green. I did not notice it. 
Do you see that now? Yeah. Yeah. So it fell into his chest. It's in him. Which is why a few times he gets that happen once or twice where he tells, you know, the, they think he's trying to break out or something and he yells stop and everyone stops. And it's yeah, all, yeah, yeah. And that's the green light because he doesn't realize that he's in the time gem. And then he just turns it off because, you know, it turns off. And, the, you know, now we're back to the day he has his last. Sorry. Now we're up to the day, up to the daytime. So it's his last day. He's supposed to get executed. He's having I mean, his he last meal. didn't, like, think anything of it. He just was like, all right, whatever. That was weird. Hey, he lives in the Marvel Universe. I'm sure everyone expects at least one or two weird things to happen at some point. Yeah. yeah. I saw an alien. I was in space for an hour. Time froze. I don't know. Stuff happens. It happens. No, it happens again when he's finishing his meal, which looks like it was ribs. And I like it, though. Can he actually freeze it because the guard was mocking him? Because he wanted to, he wanted to wash his hands, and the guy was like, "Guard was like, what's the point? You know, you're just going to be going to get executed now. Why bother?" <laughs> and so he, when he freezes, the time's frozen. What does he do? He wipe, wipes his hand on the guard on the guard's shirt. Good for him. So when they're leading him away later, the guard's like, "Hey, why didn't tell me I looked all dirty?" But now he's realizing what's going on, so he actually says stop, and now he he gets out of prison. He uses it to escape. And so he has escaped. All we know is the we don't know where the other ones went, but we know the time stone bonded with a convicted ki- murderer. Whether he did it, who says he didn't do it, but he is a convicted mur- killer, you know, convicted yeah. for killing, who was on death row, who used it to escape. They said when they executed Ted Bundy that it was like it was eerie because he was in a really good mood he wasn't afraid at all and he was like he was like very like uh just in a really good mood and like make you know like uh like enjoying the moment of him being executed okay yeah (laughs) weird very weird but you know cool ted bundy's dead i'm fine with that and now we end the issue back in that last guardian library where Flo is like, Loki, this is not the place for you to hang out because I don't like you very much. And so she kicks him out, which I like. That was fun. And then Loki gets a visit from somebody who says, get him. We got to go save the universe. And who is it? Wolverine. No, not just Wolverine. It is future old, very old, not old man Logan, but old Wolverine. Wielding the Phoenix Force, we saw. Oh, this is the Wolverine okay. with the Phoenix Force, who I believe those are Thor's, because especially they've used them a few times in the comics, but this is more from the mythology. In the mythology, Thor traveled on a chariot pulled by two goats, and I'm pretty sure these are Thor's goats. So he's using Thor's chariot. Cool. So it's future Phoenix-powered Wolverine who has his guardian as te- guardian uh, transportation. Tell Makes Loki, sense. get in, get in. We got a universe to save. To be continued in Wolverine Infinity Watch. Are we going to read that? Yes, we will. Awesome. I was about to say, are you looking forward to Wolverine Infinity Watch? Yes. Wolverine and Loki. Tell me that's not going to be fun. That's going to be fun. Okay, I don't want to spoil. I'm not going to spoil anything for the about that series for you except one thing 
Yes. It is fun. God. That was one of the best things I liked about that miniseries was the Wolverine and Loki together. So much fun. We're, we're just getting started, people. Oh, yeah, because there's more stuff to happen. Because here's the thing. Where else did the other gems go to? Hmm. There's five other gems. We only know about one. I'm curious. So you don't know anybody? Uh, I do know two. Tell me. Well, you know one of them. Hector. Batista. Or I thought I meant the other ones. Oh, there's a character called Star who has the reality gem. Boring. Eh. We'll see when we get to it. Well, boring news, like, for now. You know, well, I don't... It's not like I'm telling you, you know, it went into Captain America. Let's read that one. <laughs> well, I mean, if before you read this, if I said, uh, I said, oh, yeah, the, the stone's going to go into somebody and give them power. Cool. Who? Hector. Who the hell's Hector? Yeah, f*** Hector. Yeah, doesn't do anything for you. So wait till we read them. But yes, the next thing we're we are going to do together, we're going to cover the Wolverine Infinity Watch miniseries. Cool. cool. So how was this? Oh, like is an issue. It was very good. Yeah, it was. Although I think, and you'll probably agree, once we read the Infinity Watch, it's more of a zero issue for the Infinity Watch miniseries than. I think than the uh, ending for the uh, Infinity Wars. Yes, because Infinity Wars could have ended. It's over. It's over. This is the beginning. Yeah, Infinity Wars could have ended with six, and honestly, that Fallen Guardian issue could have been an issue of uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I could see why they did this though, because it's a good zero issue for that miniseries. So it's kind of, I guess, they're kind of hoping to, uh, if you're buying this, you'll at least know that exists. And yeah. hopefully want to buy it. At least it was a good issue. Uh, new artist, but Gary, Jerry Duggan is still the writer. So he's a, been the writer for all the main issues. You know, he wrote one to six plus the Prime and the Fallen Guardian issue. So we have the same writer at least. Okay. Uh, any final thoughts you have on this issue? I don't think so. I liked it, though. I thought it yeah, was, it was well cool. done. Warlord Worlds, a fan podcast devoted to the comics of writer and artist Mike Grell, including The Warlord, John Sable, Green Arrow, Star Slayer, and Shaman's Tears. I'm Ruth. And I'm Darren. Please join us as we discuss the stories, characters, and art in the many excellent comics from writer and artist Mike Grell. Special episodes feature interviews with Mike Grell himself. And special segments feature great guests discussing the Legion of Superheroes. Listen at Podbean, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, and YouTube. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, or visit warlordworlds.com. Warlord Worlds is part of the Rad Adventures Network at radadventuresnetwork.com. It's that point in the episode where we cover our feedback, and this time we are talking about feedback from episode 136, V for Vendetta, but with an X, in which my brother Joe and I covered Infinity War Sleepwalker 3 and 4, and Infinity Warps number 1 and 2. Now on Facebook, the post about that episode was liked and shared by Chris Armstrong, Ruth Sutherland, Gene Hendricks, Derek William Crabb, Robert Myers, Aaron Head Moss, Darren Sutherland, and... Jesse Starcher. 
Also, Jesse commented that he enjoyed my Manucci reference from that episode. Uh, for those who don't know, Manucci was a character in the first Garth Ennis, Steve Dillon Punisher miniseries years ago. <laughs> On Twitter, the post about the episode got likes and retweets from Big Doggy, Connor McKenna, Jason Snick Venable, Jeffrey Brown, parentheses, they slash them, I was Joe Crawford, Chris Lydon, The Daily Rios, Viet Win, Toys and Sometimes Jokes, Last Sons of Krypton, Capes and Lunatics, Coffee and Comics, Fan Film Friday's podcast, Into the Night, Smooth by Balls, <laughs> Kaiju Cyborg Stegosaurus, The Bitter Tweets of Saravon Century, Dano Cosmic, Grandpa's a Geek, Comic Book Couples Counseling, Radelich and Broadcasting, Derek Moreland, parentheses, he slash him, Dr. G Nerdologist, Jim Roberts, Unpacking the Power of Power Pack, and the Legion of Substitute Podcasters. Besides hearing me, of course, on this podcast, you can also find me pretty much every week on the L-E-G-I-O-N-P-O-D-Cast. You can find that on the Legion of Substitute Podcasters feed, and on that show, we cover the late 80s, early 90s DC sci-fi series Legion. That's the one with the acronym and Lobo in it. Since the last episode is out, I did do a couple of guest spots on other podcasts. So you can also find me, if you're interested, on the Legion of Substitute Podcasters, episode 670, in which Paul French and I covered the New Adventures of Superboy, issues 45 through 47, which features Superboy in Japan fighting Sunburst. Also, on the monthly Monday movie Muckabout, episode 41, and that is a Longbox Crusade podcast, in that episode, Rick and I talk about my first time watching the classic movie, Citizen Kane. And finally, you can also find me on the podcast that goes snick, episode 456. It's one of his flashback episodes in which myself, as well as, of course, host Jason Venable, uh, Cameron Sinclair, Grant Richter, and John Wilson, yes, that John Wilson, cover the early 90s classic X-Men crossover, Fatal Attractions. Links for all those, of course, will be in the show notes. If you're interested in having your name said in the feedback, well, here's how you do it. You're just going to like and share the post about our episodes on our different social media pages. So you can find us on Tumblr, resurrectionsadamwarlock.tumblr.com. Facebook, just go on Facebook and go in the search box, type in Adam Warlock or Thanos, we'll pop up. We're on Twitter, at AdamThanosPod. You can also talk to us about other comic stuff besides uh, Marvel Cosmic. I mean, yeah, we like the Marvel Cosmic, but as you can see, we like Legion of Superheroes, we like Superboy, we like the X-Men, we like all kinds of stuff. You can also leave a review on Apple Podcasts, because I will read that review right here, and that would be really awesome. Now, just a note, if you are outside the United States, please send me a message letting me know you left a review, because apparently the way they're set up, I won't see them unless I actually go into the reviews for that country. And speaking of an easy way to send me a note, send an email, resurrectionspodcast at yahoo.com. Finally, this show is part of The Collective. The Collective is a podcast network in which the podcasters have decided to network in the most traditional sense of networking, getting together to help each other promote shows, bounce ideas out of each other, help with recordings, etc. In fact, you're going to hear a promo for one of The Collective shows right now. Hello, I'm Alan. I'm Rebecca. And if you're listening to this, then we recommend that you check out our podcast, the DCAU Podcast, 
where we watch the original DC animated movies, starting from Batman Mask of Phantasm and continuing on to Justice League Dark, Apocalypse War and beyond. And we will cover such heroes as Batman, Superman, The Batman, Wonder Woman, Victorian Steampunk Batman, The Flash, Batman Beyond, Green Lantern, Old Man Batman, Martian Manhunter, and plenty more versions of Batman. Lots and lots and lots of Batman. You can find the DCAU podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else that you can get podcasts by looking up the DCAU podcast and subscribe today. That's all for this episode. Thank you all for joining us on this little jaunt through the Infinity Wars. Joe will be back in a couple months when we tackle again some of the newer stuff. But for now, well, next time, something different. Resurrections, an Adam Warlock and Thanos podcast, is a fan-made production and no copyright infringement is intended or happening or even understood. The opening music for this podcast is Intro Pompeii by Lino Rise, and the closing music is Dark and Dramatic by DJ Puzzle. Both are licensed by the Creative Commons license. You can find Lino Rise at free-intro-music.com and DJ Puzzle at peacelovproductions.com. Links to both can be found on the Tumblr page. And we are back. That was pretty quick. No, that promo was good, so you know it makes the time go by. Good promo. Yes, it was. That promo for was excellent. I'm just gonna drop that in later because I have cool. no idea what promo it is. I also like the part where he did that. <laughs> Don't give me too much work. Do that much more often, you're going to, have to edit it.